the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors and a host of the Max Out Savings Show. And we're going to be talking savings investments in your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Got quite a bit on the show to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the latest employment numbers that everyone was so excited about this week. We're going to be talking about Social Security. When you, when should you take it? Uh, why people aren't getting the most out of Social Security? We're going to be talking about what's going on in the oil and the dollar markets. What you know, because Houston is a big oil town. We're going to be discussing some oil. We're going to be talking about your retirement. So. I wanted to just get right into it. By the way, if you have any questions or comments, this is the live show as always. Uh, and you can reach us here in Houston, Texas at 713-339-1070. We're live at the uh, KNTH studios, 713-339-1070. The, you know, where to start? I chat, uh, the, the, really, the, these employment numbers came out. Uh, Wall Street was all excited about the numbers on Friday. They came out at 223,000. Wall Street was looking for 225,000. The unemployment rate dropped from 5.5% to 5.4%. Good news. And uh, uh, the stock market jumped up uh, up uh, over 250 points uh, on on the news. Uh, really, to us, it really looked like a short covering rally. Uh, but that wasn't the real story. The real story here on is once you dug into those numbers some more, they really weren't that good. And and, and you know, Wall Street and particularly the Democrats have so much vested in this economy that any time numbers come out, the cheerleaders on on CNBC and CNN, they, they're all just go wild about what great numbers we have. And the unemployment rate is down 5.4%. And 5.4% sounds great. But let's look underneath these numbers. It, it, and, and if you look at that, the, the U4, there's a U4 number, which is about uh, almost 11%, or, or U6, which is just what that is, is that is the, is the people that are, have given up work. And that number is about almost 11%. And there, we have, according to the latest numbers that came out, 93 million people that are not in the, in the labor force. And and so we have a huge number of people that aren't in the labor force that have given up, uh, and are just no longer working, and and it's a concern. And and 
if you look at it, that gives us a labor participation rate, which is a fancy way of saying the number percentage of people working in this country that are actually working. It's about 69.45%. It's the lowest in uh, oh, <laughs> over 35 years, the lowest percentage of people working. Now, you said, well, you know, it, it's something. The UK, England, has a 74% labor participation rate. They have a higher – there's more people, percentage of the population working on in England where they have the dole and people can sit around and not work than in the United States of America. That tells us that things are going – that things are going wrong. People – you know, no one is shopping. People aren't buying. Retail sales numbers have been bad. And why is that? You know, when you dig into some more of these numbers – and again, we're not trying to be – uh, a downer on this employment number, but what we want to do is we need to see the truth. We need to see what's happening in this economy so we can fix it. And, and running around and cheerleading uh, economic numbers is not going to get us. I, I, we, we, we've gone past the time for for hope and, uh, you know, that things are going it, it, to – it's been eight years. The economy has not recovered at all. And, and so looking at these numbers and seeing what we have here is – some interesting things come out. If you look at the people, people over two hundred, I think it's two hundred and fifty-five thousand people. More than the, uh, of 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 the number of people that got jobs were were really people over the age of fifty-five. The vast majority of the jobs picked up in 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 the most recent uh, April employment report were people over the age of six over over the age of fifty five because they have the skills. They also are desperately trying to save for retirement. They're working hard. They're also having to support their kids who can't get jobs. The number of the number of people that gained job of young people that gained jobs was was fractionally up. And so what's happening is is people they don't young people in this country don't have money. Yes, they have money. They don't have money to buy an automobile. They don't have money to buy a car. They, they they can't they don't have money to buy a house because they can't get jobs. Yes, they can purchase craft beer and stuff because that's about all they can afford. And and, and these numbers bear it out. 224,000 jobs grown for for April. The vast majority of them, almost all of them were gained by people over the age of 55. And this is means we're losing a generation of our children. And, and, and the more you dig down in the numbers, it's even worse than that because the the number of un, of part time workers keeps climbing at a very rapid rate compared to the the, the number of, of of people that that are are working full time. And and the, I think the number what was it the number of uh, uh, of the, you know the part-time work is soaring in, the, in in this country, and and if you look at it, it, what's happening is we're hiring huge amounts of bartenders and waiters in this country, and we're not hiring many manufacturing jobs, and people aren't hiring that. That's not coming back. The good jobs aren't coming back, and and this is a problem, and this is why people, you know, more and more young people are moving in with their parents, and and having to struggle in in. And and this number, uh, by the way, the worrisome thing about this number is at two twenty four, they read, they revised the March numbers for the month before even lower, so barely any numbers came out. At two hundred twenty three thousand jobs, it takes two hundred fifty thousand jobs just to keep up with the population growth. So we're not even able to keep up our 
up our, our growth for our pop, our job growth for our population in this country. And if you look at this number closely, according to the government, only 3,300 people lost their jobs in the oil and gas business. I don't know where they got these numbers from, but I can tell you from what we know, that's vastly understating that. So so this is – we need – what we have to do is we're going to have to make changes in this country to start growing real jobs and give people a future. And that's something we're really going to have to look at. Now, let's take – we've got a call coming in from Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hey, good morning. You had a question for us. Well, the the unemployment numbers are very concerning to me and, and most of my friends because uh, we uh, have, in my case, daughters who uh, have – just gotten out of school, college after four expensive years, and they have a um, a marketable set of skills, but are at this point still renting apartments uh, as a living, not as a place to call home. But uh, they're not getting anywhere near the kind of job opportunities they had hoped after uh, spending a fortune on really great schools. I think it's a trend. I think that uh, the uh, view of the world that young people have is more entitlement than ever before. And although they want to work, they're sitting here in the middle of 5.4% unemployment with real unemployment way over 10 or somewhat over 10% because of people have just quit looking. What is the next what is the next president going to inherit, and are they going to be able to turn this around? Yeah, Patrick, that's a good question, and believe me, I share your concerns. Uh, I've got a son in college right now. We just moved him back from TCU last night, and so I got in late. And uh, But, yeah, look, this is a problem. We hear this all the time, and I, I think what we're going to see happen is, is the next president's really got his work cut out for him. I, I, I think what you're going to need to see happen is is we've got to go back to what sort of what brung us here. And, and if you look back at the United States of America, for over 200 years, it started from nothing on a blank, virtually a blank slate in this country and built this country up to the most powerful, the most successful country. And not only that, the country that everybody wants to go to. I, I give you an example. Uh, you know, Russia can say they're the most powerful country in the world, or China's got a good case that they're the, one of the most powerful countries. But not everyone wants to go to Russia. Not everyone wants to go to China. They all want to come here. So we built something very special in the United States. We built it through a constitution, a rule of law, uh, a free market system and, 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 and with, uh, with unfettered markets where we're not manipulating asset prices. Well, it, let me add this, yeah. then, may I? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe our educational system is instilling in young people the idea that this country is not fair. It is fundamentally not a fair place to be. That's why the appeal of hope and change caught such a root, because Yes, it's not fair. We're going to do something about that together. It's not fair. That means the free market system is not fair, which, in effect, everything you just said is threatened by this kind of attitude moving forward. And we've had a good two generations of this sort of orientation, a negative effect and a backdraft on everything that we've tried to do going forward. It's very frightening. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I mean, really, if you sit there and look at this, 
the fairness thing is a really big deal out there, and a lot of this is is, is basically a blowback from Wall Street, where Wall Street collapsed and nobody got in trouble and they everybody got bailed out, and that really left a bad taste in people's mouth. And I'll tell you something interesting. I, I actually went up to New York in, uh, after, after the finan- in the, just shortly after the financial crisis when the – what was it? The, uh, they, they had that protest group. What was that protest group called? The, um, you know, the ones they were they were protesting up there. Uh, oh, Occupy. Occupy Wall Street. I actually went up and talked to those people. And they were all about, we need fairness, we need Wall Street to stand up and do things, and, and they should be held accountable. And then all of a sudden, what happened is a lot of special interest groups got into that program, and then it became about the 1%. When Occupy Wall Street took off, it was all about fairness in, in, in building uh, in, in having an even playing field, and in, in, in these special interest groups took it over. Look, we've got to get these special interest groups out of there. Wall Street should have been disciplined at the time uh, for it. Nobody I, – I, I, a friend of mine called up the other day and goes, Andy Faustow got out of jail, and I think he's going to go teach at uh, University of Chicago. And mm-hmm. they made some comment like, you know, Houston is a problem. And I stopped him. I said, let me stop you right there. I said – when we had a financial problem in Houston, Texas, we lowered the boom on the people at Enron. Pretty, pretty. T- we were pretty tough, right. uh, and and that happened before the financial crisis. And so, so you could see how something like that could happen. And Wall Street should they didn't learn a single lesson out of Enron at all. This exactly. Exactly the same thing happened up on on Wall Street as happened on Enron. Nobody went to jail up there whatsoever. Numerous people went to jail in Houston. And we have got to build the country back. It's got to be by the rule of law, the Constitution, and and, and working for fairness. And one thing you do is you have to enforce the law, and you can't make the law up as you go. And, And this is going to come out in the next election, but good call. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that that's really what we're looking at is is we've got a presidential election coming up in a year and a half, and it's going to have to be about what do we want to do for the future. This has been very disastrous uh, so far. It's not all been Barack Obama's fault. We've had endured an economic crisis, but we've not gotten we've not gotten what we should have the growth we should have gotten out of this country. The same growth that has happened every year or every ten year period for 150 years did not happen, and it's because we've moved away from a fair system, the rule of law, the in 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 and a democracy that we have. Instead, we've got more special interest groups and in protecting people that are doing things wrong, and that's going to have to change. And we're going to have to have some things going because having employment numbers like this are a disaster, and the young people of this country deserve a future. Now, we're going to be right back. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. Oh, by the way, we've got a, a an exciting seminar coming up in the Woodlands here uh, next Thursday. It's a free seminar. You'd like to go, I think, the week after we're doing one in Clear Lake. Go to MaxOutSavings.com, and you can sign up for the free seminar. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Clouds are forming over America's financial future. Are you ready for the storm ahead? 
Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors can help you through the ups and downs of the market to prepare for retirement. If you're in the Woodlands, join us on the evening of Tuesday, May 12th for a free seminar. In Clear Lake, meet us on May 19th. Admission is free, as is Ted Gioka's advice and hospitality. Register in advance at MaxOutSavings.com. This is Ted Gioka. I'm ready to discuss your future and your finances face-to-face. Reserve your spot today at MaxOutSavings.com. Clouds are forming over America's financial future. Are you ready for the storm ahead? Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors can help you through the ups and downs of the market to prepare for retirement. If you're in the Woodlands, join us on the evening of Tuesday, May 12th for a free seminar. In Clear Lake, meet us on May 19th. Admission is free, as is Ted Gioka's advice and hospitality. Register in advance at MaxOutSavings.com. This is Ted Gioka. I'm ready to discuss your future and your finances face-to-face. Reserve your spot today at MaxOutSavings.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for the TownHall.com Weekend Journal. The excitement builds as more gifted GOP presidential candidates join the race. Carly Fiorina. I'm Carly Fiorina. And I'm running for president. And Mike Huckabee. I ask you to join with me today, not just so I can be president, but so we can preserve this great republic. Could Carly play the role of the anti-Hillary? I intend to answer all questions from all comers. And in Texas, a chilling reminder that a Charlie Hebdo tragedy was nearly duplicated in Garland. Thankfully, courageous people are still around who will step up to challenge the speech police. The snake is poked. Okay, an operation field position is no is no strategy. All this and more. Don't miss it. Fast, engaging, insightful. The townhall.com weekend journal. The townhall.com weekend journal. The townhall.com weekend journal. Sunday mornings at six on AM ten seventy. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. And uh, we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. I wanted to touch base on Social Security. You know, when when do you take Social Security? And the reason why we're talking about this today is is 75% or or percent of – actually, a little less than that, but three out of – almost three out of four retirees are receiving reduced benefits from Social Security. And you, and you look at this and you go, what? Don't people learn anything? And and, and here, here, there's a study out recently that 36% of, of, of the American people approaching retirement expect Social Security to be a major income source. Now, if you're expecting it to be a major income source or even an income source, what you want to do is you want to come in and maximize your Social Security. Now, there's been some changes in Social Security over the last few years in and and the Social Security Department lets you take your Social Security early at 62. So people go, oh, this is great. I'm going to get my Social Security at 62. The retirement age for Social Security for most people is 66 years old. It cha- used to be 65. They're kind of phasing it in. But it's 66. So that what that means is you're getting your full retirement at 66. So if you if you get your retirement early at 62, you're getting less. They they, they go well. Okay, you're going to get. You're, they're only going to give you a certain amount of money according to their tables. Now, if you live longer, you get more money. But so if you're going to get, if you get it early, you get less money. You get about 25 percent less. And so what happens is, is you're getting hurt by by your social. 
Security by taking it early. And so if you, for instance, I give an example at age 62, if you take it then and you're getting $1,500, if you wait till 66, you get $2,000 a month. Now, why this is really important to you is, is most people don't have any retirement any problem retiring when they first start out, they have enough funds. The problem is, is the average person lives to be 20 to 25, uh, 20 to 30 years into the future after social, after they start retiring. And so they have to grow their income over the longer term, and they need more income later on because expenses are going to go up. So what you want to do is hold off at all costs for Social Security and take it when you're 66. Think of it this way. Every year you wait from age 62 on that you delay, you're getting 8% more Social Security benefits. So your income's growing that much faster. And so understand that that what you want to do is is you want to sit there and get your Social Security taken care of, but you want to hold off. And if, if, if you're close and you're thinking of taking it, get a part-time job and wait till age 66 because then you're going to get 25% more income. And that's 25% more income for life. And that turns – that $500 a month over 20 years turns into a massive amount of money. And this is this is the thing I wanted everybody to understand. Now, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Okay, we've got Robert on the line. Hello, Robert. Yes, sir. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How about you? Great. Thank you. Uh, well, my question is uh, regarding Social Security, since you know that's what you're talking about this morning. Um, I'm, 50, I'm 55 years old today, actually. You're, you're 55 uh, or 65? 55. Okay, 55, yeah. Yeah, I'm in good health. I am married. Uh, my wife and I are both working. Uh, we've got a good amount of savings, at least we feel we do. And uh, based on these factors, and I heard what you were saying, but based on these factors, when should I take my Social Security benefits? I mean, we don't mind working. We can continue to work, but we just kind of wondering about this uh, this weekend, actually. Well, here's this is the mistake people make. They sort of say, oh, we can take it at 62, so they start taking it, even if they don't need the money. And, and what I say, the important thing to understand is you and your wife have a 25% chance one of y'all lives to be 97 years old. And, and that is 30-something years into the future. So y'all are set for retirement. Everything's going well. In, but 30, 20 years from now, that money that you have right now, the income at retirement might be worth a lot less due to inflation because things have gone up in price. So what you want to do is figure, hey, I'm going to hold off on my Social Security. And then later on when I retire, this is going to be like a bump up at, at 66 where I get that much more money for the future. I see. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and and here's the other thing, Robert. What we find with our clients, look, our clients, most of these people are coming up in retirement or like your age or they're retired. It's amazing to me how many people have millions of dollars saved up and they still are working because they just like working. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thanks a lot. Now, we've got a call coming in from John to 713-339-1070. Hello, John. Hi, Ted. How are you doing today? Good. You had a question for us. Yeah, I got to change in direction a little bit. I saw in your newsletter you had mentioned of uh, something called a liquidity trap. Yes. And I wondered if you could explain what a liquidity trap is a little more and then what uh, exactly do you think could could uh, make that happen. Okay. And I'll the, hang up and uh, listen uh, to your well, let me To clarify, I was talking about liquidity in the markets. Yeah, okay, and I'm going to explain that. Uh, and also I'm going to explain what a liquidity trap is too. But the – the uh, okay, you you can just hang up and I'll take care of it. Uh, the 
the, what we're talking about, one of the themes that we believe in our max out savings report that's going to happen for the year is really uh, is going to be liquidity. And by that, I mean, anytime we buy or sell things, the markets are moving around. And and uh, and so we have to have if we're trying to sell something, we have to have a buyer on the other side of the trade. And and if we're buying something, we could be buying three hundred thousand dollars worth. We could be buying a million dollars worth of it. It just depends on what we're doing at the time. And and so we need some players in there. We're not huge. We're not managing twenty billion dollars. If I'm managing twenty billion dollars, I might be selling a half a billion dollars worth of something. If there's no one on the other side of the trade. I'm going to have to accept a lower price. And a couple things are happening. The Frank and Dodd program that's come out, the bill, they've they've kicked a lot of the investment banking company and the bankers out of market making it, and, and, so, and, and risk taking. And, and risk taking goes against their capital. And so they've reduced how much they're willing to take. And so particularly in the bond market, when people come to sell bonds, there's about 75 percent of of, of there's a 75% reduction in, in the inventories out there. So people no longer take down, they won't backstop big bond trades. And so what people are really fearing out there is, is we're going to see a loss in, uh, a loss in, 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 as people start selling, there's going to be no one on the other side of the trade and you're going to see air pockets in the market. And the same thing that's happening with the, with the, with the, uh, uh the stock market is, is, I, I saw a thing from a big hedge fund manager. He said back last year they started getting out of positions and they were shocked how how hard it was to get out of the positions. As long as the market's going up, everybody would like to get involved in the market. Uh, and, and they're all wanting in. But the problem is the minute they all think it's going to go down, they're going to head for the exits. And, and you're not going to have the liquidity in the markets. In the bond market, I've talked to, to – Top people at some of the big mutual fund companies, they are very worried about this, and a number of them are very worried about liquidity in, 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 in the markets. And also liquidity is drying up because the central banks aren't putting quite as much money in. So this is going to be a big story. And so once the markets start going down, you're going to see big moves. Uh, that that's liquidity. Now the other thing is a liquidity trap is something a little different. Uh, I, I, about three years ago, I was at the Milken Conference out in Los Angeles, and Charlie Evans, the Uber dove at the Federal Reserve, which simply means he likes low rate, has made the comment that we're in a liquidity trap, and that just means no matter how much money they put into the to the financial system, the the economy doesn't change. And that's known as a liquidity trap, which means you can keep pouring money in it and the economy doesn't change. And that's what we've been in. And he was correct three years ago. But that's separate. But but remember liquidity, because once this market starts going down, everyone's going to head for the exits at once and there's not going to be buyers. And, and that's going to result in a very steep drop in the, in, 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 in the markets. And so what you want is higher quality investments, which means high quality government bonds, uh, high-quality stocks that you can get in and out of quickly. Now, let's see. We've got another call coming in from Joe to 713-339-1070. Hello? Oh, oh Daryl? Da- Daniel. Yeah. Well, okay, you had a question for us. I'm sorry. That's okay. Bottom line, I thought Joe's in front of me. But okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, now, I noticed that this, well, I know the Saudis, bottom line, they were trying to kill our fracking industry. Yeah. And, and my area is... What I'm seeing is, yeah, the rate count is going down. I think they've pretty much decimated the fracking industry. But what I'm noticing is, even though the rigs are going down, our oil supply is still going up here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do you think the Saudis 
have finished with the fracking, or do you think they're going to hit us again? Wow, that's a that's a really tough question. Good question. Uh, I I think they're backing off some, and I I think a couple things are happening out there. The, this this thing in Yemen that, that where where the uh, the the Shiites, which are the Iranian groups. Uh, in in Yemen have have been attacking the Sunnis, which are allied to to the Saudis in Yemen, which is Yemen is on the southern border of of Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis are freaked out about this because they they're worried that Iran is going to get them in some type of pincer movement. So they're having to spend billions of dollars to fight a war now, and yep. so when they thought they could just kind of coast through this thing with their their huge foreign res- exchange reserves, I think they're raising oil prices because they need more money. Yeah. And I think the fundamentally thing there is uh, is that that is a big game changer. And this ne- this week, as a matter of fact, the Saud- new Saudi king is going to meet uh, Barack Obama at the White House, the president. And, and so, so clearly, these guys are really worried. And and if you notice, oil prices have suddenly moved up. Now they've done a lot of damage to the to the frackers, but I think the good thing is I think these guys are adapting to be able to produce at lower rates. And if we can get oil close to seventy dollars, it's gonna put these guys in much better shape. I think they've done a huge amount of damage, as you said, to the frackers, but these guys, a lot of them are coming in with very good wells that they're able to produce and make money at seventy and even sixty dollars or, or more. Uh does that answer the question? Yes, it sure does. That's great advice. Uh, that, that Yemen war, that put it into perspective. Now, I have to admit, the Saudis were smart. I mean, they told them, look, this fracking, the United States is going to be independent. You've got to do something. And they hit them. Yeah. And bottom line is, I, I, financially, it was a great move. It killed us here in Houston, but it was a great move. But when you were talking about the Yemen war, I hadn't considered that they were having to spend money on it. That was uh, thanks very much, Ted. I appreciate it. Oh, that. sure thing. Yeah. Now this is this has been the big game changer. That was kind of the thing that came out of left field. Let's let's get Joe. Joe, sorry about the delay. Get, get... No problem. Uh, just to reset back to the Social Security question, I want to know oh. if you could address uh, bond suspend and spousal benefits and extending it. Your uh, intake past sixty six all the way up to possibly seventy. Yeah, you can you can delay up to seventy if. And the amount continues to grow as well. I, I haven't done as much work as I'd like on the spousal benefit thing, but you can in some cases suspend that in, 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 and then come back in at a later date to get that Social Security going again. Yeah, my understanding is that uh, the, the older person can file and suspend, which would allow the younger person to take the spousal benefit up to 50% if they're at their normal retirement. Yeah, at the normal. Now, it goes down to if you if you do it at 32, if you're only at 62, you're only getting 35%. See. Right. What I'm saying is oh, yeah. violence is spend uh, at 66, so it continues to grow, but the spousal benefit uh, will will pay out even if neither one of you is taking uh, your normal. Okay, that's okay, so you can you so you continue with the spousal then. That's correct. Yeah, the spousal until the senior person uh, finally takes theirs at 70, which would max out their Social Security payments. Yeah, no, that's actually a good idea. I, you know, I hadn't looked at it that way, but yeah, I mean, and, and we're, we're we're really starting to get into this much more because it's really, I've been surprised on how many people out there, when I saw some of these numbers, really just aren't getting it about Social Security. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the spousal benefit is something very few people even know about because it doesn't tap into either one of your um, uh, abilities to draw on your own. So it's, it's kind of a freebie if you're married. So uh, it brings up the big issue about uh, what's legal marriage. 
Yeah, well, and that's why you're. Yeah, well, and by the way, yeah, you're you're exactly right. And and the more people they pull into Social Security through, you know, the the gay marriage and everything else, the less their money is for Social Security. Exactly. So I'm really not advertising it. But anyway, thanks a lot for addressing that. Uh, good good points there, Joe. No, that that's the thing. And this is the this just goes to show you the importance of really understanding your Social Security. Look. Ten years ago, none of this made any difference. People signed up and went in at 65, and that was it. But when they changed this up, a lot of people thought they were getting a good deal, and they really didn't understand they were they were short-circuiting their retirement plan. Definitely. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much. That's Joe with the question on that. And, and by the way, I tell you the other one that's really d- damaging Social Security is uh, – is all these disability, all these people that are getting on disability, which has been a big thing lately, is that the more people get on disability, the less money there is for retirees. This is why we should really tighten up the disability for Social Security, because the more people get get on at an earlier age, the less money there is. And there's a recent study by, I believe, out of, coming out of Harvard. It, it, I think today I just saw it in, in, in Dartmouth. What they're saying is, is, what is the government has been fudging these numbers even more, and since 1999 have really been have been way too generous in in their optimi- in the, in their outlooks, in in their scenarios for Social Security, and it could run out of money sooner. But that's another story. I, I think the key, here's the thing with Social Security: it's going to be around. Uh, they're going to make more cutbacks. If you're wealthy, you're going to get hit more. But it should be around. But the important thing to remember is make sure you're maximizing your, your value for Social Security. and Understand in retirement, retirement is not a three-year deal. Retirement is a 25-year deal. So you have to work to maximize your income at later dates, too. And that's a mistake a lot of people forget to make. And by the way, uh, we've got a seminar coming up here in the Woodlands on Thursday, May 14th this week. Uh, we still have some uh, seats remaining. It's a free seminar. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be up there, of course, uh, uh, talking about this, and you can sit down and meet with me. But uh, it, it's a free seminar. Go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And then the week after we have one uh, down in Clear Lake, we don't do a lot of seminars. So if you'd like to attend, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. You can also sign up for that free newsletter we were talking about a little earlier in the show where we talk about savings and investment and retirement. That's free as well. We'll see you just in a minute right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Clouds are forming over America's financial future. Are you ready for the storm ahead? Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors can help you through the ups and downs of the market to prepare for retirement. If you're in the Woodlands, join us on the evening of Tuesday, May 12th for a free seminar. In Clear Lake, meet us on May 19th. Admission is free, as is Ted Gioka's advice and hospitality. Register in advance at maxoutsavings.com. This is Ted Gioka. I'm ready to discuss your future and your finances face-to-face. Reserve your spot today at maxoutsavings.com. Dentist office, may I help you? Hi, I'd like to cancel my teeth whitening appointment. Oh, may I ask why? I found a teeth whitener that works in five minutes that I can do from home. Can I ask what it is? It's called Power Swabs, and it whitens your teeth in five minutes, doesn't leave my teeth feeling sensitive, and it's a lot less expensive than visiting the dentist. Hi, I'm John Greenhut, the CEO of Power Swabs. And if you want to whiten your teeth two shades in five minutes and six shades in seven days, then try Power Swabs. There's no messy strips or trays that you'll 
you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth and you're done. It removes stains on natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. Try Power Swabs risk-free by calling 1-800-210-6778. That's 1-800-210-6778. I guarantee your friends and co-workers will be wowed by your new white smile. Try it risk-free and get free shipping and handling today. Dial 1-800-210-6778. That's 1-800-210-6778. Clouds are forming over America's financial future. Are you ready for the storm ahead? Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors can help you through the ups and downs of the market to prepare for retirement. If you're in the woodlands, join us on the evening of Tuesday, May 12th for a free seminar. In Clear Lake, meet us on May 19th. Admission is free, as is Ted Gioka's advice and hospitality. Register in advance at maxoutsavings.com. This is Ted Gioka. I'm ready to discuss your future and your finances face-to-face. Reserve your spot today at maxoutsavings.com. AM 1070, the answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We're just going over the importance of holding off and making sure you're maximizing your Social Security benefits. If things are tight, I'd just as soon see you get a part-time job Work a couple hours, work a little during the month, and hold off on Social Security till you hit sixty six. You're going to get about. You're going to get uh, your your benefits are reduced twenty five percent. As an example, so if at sixty six, at sixty two, you can get fifteen hundred dollars. If you wait, you're going to get over two thousand dollars. That's a pretty good deal. So remember, retirement is a thirty twenty five or thirty year deal. It's not a two or three year program. And so you always want to manage retirement money for the long term. Uh, something to think about. If you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. We were talking earlier, we had a caller calling on, <laughs> on oil. oil. What the, What's going on with the price? The price of oil, we, we talked about it in the last couple of shows. If it breaks above $55, it's going higher. It broke 55 it went to 62.50, And and we were talking some about one of the things that's changed with the Saudis is is they've been trying to put the hammer to the to the shale uh, frackers, which are the big, you know, which is Houston has just benefited this thing massively. It, and if you look at the numbers, the capital spending for oil and gas, people don't understand this. The, the, the capital spending for oil and gas around 2007 and 8 was about $400 billion, $450 billion a year in 2007 and 8, somewhere in that range roughly. It went up as high as eight hundred and fifty billion dollars a year due to fracking in the oil boom when oil went over a hundred dollars. We were spending an additional four hundred billion dollars worldwide and and oil the the fracking shale boom basically pulled the United States out of what was a horrible pretty bad recession at the time, and now it's slowing down because oil went from a hundred and five dollars down to thirty uh to forty three dollars forty two fifty and now it's come up to about sixty dollars fifty nine uh fifty something around there now here's one of the things we've been doing some research on oil and gas and we by the way we wrote about this last July in the max out savings report we pointed out that it looked like oil prices were falling I would like to be able to say we thought it was going to go to forty dollars we weren't quite there but we did say oil prices were were falling and pointed it out we, we we've done some more work on on oil and gas 
And I, I tell you something fascinating. If you go back to to look at at late June of last year, the dollar started making a, a, a massive run, one of the biggest runs in a decade or two against most currencies, against the euro, uh, to a lesser extent, the yen, against the uh, Brazilian currency, uh, against the uh, of course the Russian, uh, but but a number of the other currencies. A huge move, and within. Two days, probably, oil started going down. And, and oil was at $105 for West Texas at the time, $104, $105. And it started going down. And, and it went down throughout this huge run as the dollar became went up in, in value against most currencies around the world. March 13th, I think it was, the, the, the dollar peaked. It jumped up. It hit a peak. And everyone was concerned about the dollar. And the dollar started going down that day or the day after to the day oil started oil was around 4250 it started going up it bottomed almost to the day that the day that the dollar peaked oil 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 bottomed and so in and and since then oil went from 4250 up to 6250 in that time frame as the dollar has fallen some in value i think now the dollar's probably stabilized here and i think that tells us Oil is probably stabilized for now. If the dollar starts going up again, oil is probably going to go down. Oil is moving inversely in the opposite direction uh, to to uh, the dollar. Oil moves the so if the dollar goes up, oil goes down, and it's been a pretty tight correlation. Uh, and, and so we think that oil for now is just going to sit here and not do much of anything. If anything, I think it drops off, got drops back down some, and that's something we want to watch. A couple things. Is the economy going to pick up speed uh, here and in China? If it does, oil could go a little higher. If it doesn't, then oil goes lower. But but this is a big thing for Houston, Texas. This is such an oil town. We've had a big slowdown in this town. Now, a couple things we've noticed in listening. Our, our main business is managed managing people's retirement. And right now, we, we've backed away from the oils. We're still away from them for now. We've been listening to the to the reports. A couple things we've gleaned from the reports. They've been fractionally better, but as we talked about on the show last week, oil the 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 revenues and earnings are still plunging forty fifty percent for the oil companies. So you you can't really spin it that they're having a pot they're an earnings surprise when when you're dealing with that type of decline in earnings, and 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 so the the earnings have been pretty poor. Uh, the a couple things I've noticed is it, I'm not hearing a lot of guys out there saying our production is going to drop, and, and this is something that that's surprising. Uh, that you know you would have thought a lot more of these companies would have would have projecting that oil would be dropping because there's been the the rig count's gone from about sixteen hundred to about nine something. In in theory, you should be getting a big drop. We're seeing some. We're finally this week for the first time we saw a drop. In, in inventories, but inventories have gone up. About, I want to say sixty to eighty million barrels since the beginning of the year, and so that 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 means that that the oil is being produced, but it's just going into storage, and so you need to see it come out of storage. I think it's still going to be weak. I'm still I'm not hearing many companies cut back. I still think there's more problems coming in the oil and gas business, and you want to be careful. So what you should do is I think. At this price level, you want to still be a little cautious on earnings on, on, on companies right now. I think they kind of pull back some. I, I think we need to see where the earnings are going to come in as these analysts adjust their numbers. Uh, 
and see, because right now the P.E. ratios are very, very high on the oil and gas companies. And I'm just not seeing oil and gas going back to $100. Uh, that, so I think you want to be cautious in here. Uh, but that's what we're seeing. Earnings have been a little better than expected, but still they dropped precipitously for the quarter. A lot of companies aren't producing, aren't talking big drops in production, which is good. But at the same time, it hurts a little bit because of that. And in the Saudis, did they achieve their their war on fracking? To a point, they did. I think they, I think they really are forcing some of these guys to pull back. I think you're going to see some bankruptcies in the oil and gas business. So in a way, the Saudi attack on the fracking did work, but now the Saudis are in trouble because they are terrified of Iran and they're having to spend money. They're going to have to spend a lot more money on arms and equipment, which will help us out because they're worried about Iran. And Iran seems to be making some type of move when they went into Yemen. And, and as we talked on the caller earlier, the Yemen was a real game changer for the Saudis because it really opened their eyes up to all of a sudden there was like, oh, no, in a way, it was almost like the Cuban Missile Crisis for us. The, you know, the Russians suddenly appeared on the southern border. The Iranians in the in in the Saudis mine are suddenly stirring up trouble right in their border to the south. And that that's caused a lot of problems. It's kind of the same type of deal. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call here at 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. The and also remember we have a free seminar coming up in the woodlands. It, it's it's a Thursday May fourteenth at uh, on seven p.m. And it's a free seminar and I'll be happy and we get some seats left to be happy to sit down and meet with you there. It should be a lot of fun. We'll be talking about this. We're talking about retirement, what to do at retirement. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of stuff in the seminar, and so I'll be happy happy to meet you. If you, if you want to uh, attend, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and we'll get you set up. We also have one in Clear Lake coming up the week after. We don't do a lot of seminars, so if you'd like to attend, now's the chance. And you can also go to the website and sign up for the free newsletter. We just sent our most recent one out. If you didn't get it this last week, uh, Email me. Some people change their emails up or we get caught in their spam filter. But we just sent one, our most recent one out. We talked about Social Security. We talked about how the affluent, the wealthy people are going to have to save more money because of these ultra low interest rates put in place by the Federal Reserve. We have the lowest interest rates in history uh, recently, particularly on the short end. Over a long period of time, and it's starting to really affect retirement. We write about this, and so even the wealthier are going to are suffering under the Federal Reserve's uh, zero interest rate policy. When you write some about that, and we talk some about our outlooks for the markets in general. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, we point out the importance, as we talked about earlier, of the, of the Social Security, of what to do with that, of, of raising it up. Now, a couple of things. Interesting call. Um, Whole Foods this week, uh, earnings came out. They were pretty poor. And so what they're going to do is is the Whole Foods has come up with this new strategy of millennials. They're going to have new stores for millennials because evidently millennials don't like to spend too much money in buying their Whole Food type of products. Uh, and, you know, Whole Foods, unfortunately, they, you know, they came out of Austin. And they've done phenomenally well. They have uh, 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 organic foods and and all types of health foods and everything else so you can eat healthy. The only problem that Whole Foods came up it ran into was they kind of became known as Whole Paycheck. 
So if you go in there, you basically spent your whole paycheck on food. And millennials, as we talked about earlier, aren't making much money. Now, Whole Foods hasn't helped their cause when they open up a a gigantic supermarket on the corner of San Felipe and Post Oak that looks like the Taj Mahal. Uh, so they're coming up with a new a new format, uh, store format, which is going to be kind of a smaller store, simpler, cheaper products to appeal to the to the younger generation. And so we'll, we'll sort of see how that goes. Uh, it, it should be pretty interesting. Whole Foods cheap. We're kind of watching it. I I still think they need to get their cost down in uh, the you know the the, the it, it, to me it's really fascinating that they're making this change to get it back down into the sim, into the simpler format for the millennials uh, and, and we talked a lot about that at the beginning of the show is if this most recent employment number two hundred two hundred twenty three thousand jobs the majority of the jobs went to people over age 55. The millennials, the younger people in this country are not getting jobs. And you're seeing it in the employment numbers. You're seeing it with what Whole Foods is doing. Now, if you got any questions about that or anything else, give me a call here, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. A couple things. Market went up on this quote, good employment number, which we just dissected that showed it was pretty poor. But uh, it's another story. The The market went up about 250 points. Now, we'll have to watch and see. This looked a lot like a big short covering rally. Most people were gone. Uh, a lot of people were short because we've had so many bad economic reports, and they, they kind of just moved the market up. And so we don't think this is the start of 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 a big move up in the market, but I think it's nothing more than, than a short covering rally because we we're, we're still looking in a world where S and P five hundred earnings are barely growing. We, in October, we were, September number, we were looking for eight, nine, ten percent growth rate for the S and P five hundred, depending on the people we talked to. In our most recent numbers, they came in at a negative one and a half percent for the first quarter. So. Our S&P numbers are looking bad. Retail sales are looking bad. The dollar's hurting a lot of the companies overseas. Uh, oil is slowing down the energy and the manufacturing sector across the board. So we're not seeing it. I think you still want to be cautious. <clears throat> now, very interesting story happening overseas in the U.K. Uh, the Tories won the election over there. So you say, Ted, what is a Tory? Well, the Tory is a fancy name for the conservatives, and they don't have Republican and Democrat. They've got the different type of uh, – but it's, it, it is still conservative, and it's uh, conservative and liberal. And James Cameron won re-election for prime minister, and, but the conservatives basically blew out the liberal party over there. And the, according to all the pollsters, the, it was a neck-and-neck neck race. This was the closest, closest election in history, and they talked about the liberals were going to sneak in while the while the prime minister went to consult the queen, literally, and they were going to sneak in and take over the government uh, by going into the the prime minister's house. I didn't. It's kind of a complicated deal, but that was sort of th- something that someone thought they could do. The election comes along— and the conservatives blew out the liberals, and it's a and and this is a big win. And 
and I think it shows you the power. A couple things. It shows you that the polls are wrong. We saw the same thing recently where, where the conservatives across the country in the most recent election just blew out the Democrats here, even though they claimed it was going to be a close race. And so the conservatives in in England stuck to their plan. It was all about the economy, and they won big time. So hopefully the Republicans here will win based on that But because conservatism is on the rise everywhere, it seems like, except at the presidential level, because we're winning huge at the state level. We're winning in the congressional elections, the House elections, the Senate elections. We're winning the governorships. Uh, we, we just won in, in in London. We're winning. The only place we're seeing to be having trouble is the presidential elections and, of course, with the press, which is just a complete lost cause. But but this was a really big win for, for the, for the uh, conservatives in England. And I'll tell you what, and what Cameron's done is he's going to talk about exiting the, the euro over there, uh, the European Union. If that happens, you're going to see more problems. But we'll talk about that another day. A couple things to remember coming up on the end of the show. If you haven't signed up for the free seminar, Go to the website. We're going to be talking about their outlook for the markets in these uncertain low interest rate times, how to handle retirement in that type of world. We'll show you how we manage investments at Max Out Savings Advisors. It's a free seminar, and of course, I'll be there to, to talk about it. I'll be taking your questions at the end. Also, you can sign up for the free newsletter. We just got our, our most recent one we just sent out this week. Uh, just sign up for it. We'll, we'll send you out our most recent one. We talk about everything from common 401k mistakes to our outlooks. In 2007, we explained why Wall Street was going to cra- – why investment banks were going to fail. No one else did that. We bring a lot of good stuff to help you save for retirement and build up your wealth, and it's all free. Just go to MaxOutSavings.com. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.